Thank you, Ron. Good afternoon, everyone, on this beautiful Sabbath day. And it's even afternoon by my watch. I haven't set it for uh, daylight savings time yet. So I got plenty of time because it says 12.15. So. Well, we've only got about a little over two weeks now till Days of Unleavened Bread and Passover coming up. So I've been to the doctor probably more times in the past year than in the entire rest of my life, just within the past year. And I'm not typically the kind of person that goes to the doctor very often. I'm a fairly healthy person. Well, at least I thought I was. And then when the elements started to kick in, things started to happen, That's when I definitely knew that something was wrong, that I needed to start checking out my health and going to the doctor for regular visits. And you know, so many times we don't take action until we see something is wrong. Um, when we go to the doctor, they check our blood pressure, make sure it's good, and they start running tests, and they get blood work, and they do all the things to examine you, to make sure you're healthy and doing well. And if you're not, they're going to give you some results to see what you need to do to try to become healthy, or at least reverse what's going on. Quick. So you need to start making some decisions about your health. You need to figure out, am I going to start eating better? I'm going to start drinking more water. Maybe I better start exercising, because uh, I don't even exercise. So it's a good idea to actually start exercising, not just exercising more. <laughs> so you can start making some changes to see where you're at. You know, because you might be feeling fine, you don't have any symptoms, and before you know it, um, you could have avoided these health issues possibly if you'd been paying better attention. So with a healthier lifestyle and taking the time to really examine myself and ask the questions and take the time to do some research for good habits, Instead of just eating whatever I wanted, it's good to make sure that you're watching what you're eating. Because when you're younger, you just eat whatever you want and you're not careful. But it's good to really think about, well, what am I doing? What am I putting into myself? So, like I said, it's easy to think, I'm okay. Um, I'm treating my health is just fine. But uh, if you're not keeping up with your health, before you know it, you could be jeopardizing uh, your health as you get older. So it's just important to kind of watch out where you're at and get those exams to make sure you're being healthy. So right now, let's go to James 1, verses uh, 22 through 25. But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This is one who will be blessed if he does. So my whole point about 
the history of my health. When I was younger, I just would eat whatever I wanted, and it's caught up with me. So I need to be careful about what I put into my body now and watch what I'm doing. And uh, that goes along with examining in your life. You just got to make sure that what you're doing is, uh, you know, taking care of your health. So we need to be paying attention to these areas in our life, and we cannot just look in the mirror and think, oh, everything's fine. You look in the mirror and walk away and ignore and not see what's really going on. We can't just be hearers, but we've got to be doers. So as we're getting closer to Passover, we need to be examining ourselves as we are instructed to do so. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 11, verses 27 through 32. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks this cup of my Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many asleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged." But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, and we may not be condemned with the and we may we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. We have to take this seriously. God wants us to see where we are not engaged and we cannot be asleep. So right now we have an opportunity to be examining ourselves. If we do not, God will do it for us if we don't examine ourselves. And King David was not self-aware enough to see his own sin, as Matt Steele had mentioned in his message a few weeks back. He just wasn't aware. He was kept sinning, and it became worse and worse as time went by. And we can see just how far off he became. He could have avoided a lot of pain and anguish for himself and for those around him had he had made better choices involving God's help. It came to the point where God had to step in and help David. He had to have uh, Nathan show him just how far off he had become. We're really no different. In some ways, it is very easy for us to get off track a little bit here and there in our everyday decisions of life that we make. Justifying things that we do, and before we know it, we can be off track, like I was saying, just like David. We, like David, are not always self-aware enough to know where we are, and we must ask for God's help to show us our sins uh, we need to be working on daily. Yes, we are told to examine ourselves before Passover, but every day of the year we really should be examining ourselves, not just when it comes to Passover, but... Every day, we need to see where we're at, seeking God to show us where we're at because it doesn't take much to get us off track just as you're going through the year. We need to be asking him to reveal to us whatever we can't see about us that needs to be seen. Because like David, he continued and there's a lot of things he wasn't seeing. And as he became more callous to the things he was doing, it became ramped up even more and more before you know what, he's in adultery and killed a man. and uh, Not only did he suffer the consequences, but those around him did as well. So, 
to reveal, we need to ask God to reveal to us what needs to be seen and asking for help to work on conquering the things that we can see. The things we can't see and the things we can see, we need to be asking for his help to conquer those things. Like I said, Nathan was sent to help David see his sin. So maybe God will allow someone else to help us to see our sins. It could be somebody that notices something within us that God could be showing them to show us. And I know in my life, um, it's been easy to miss things that God has revealed to me. So he'll show somebody else to show me. So he's had people show me things that I need to see. So he'll send people as well to help with that, like he did with uh, Nathan showing David. We just need to constantly be aware of what's going on around us and pay attention to how we react. It's the little choices we make every day, like I was saying, that add up. It can get us off track. You know, David getting off track didn't happen in just one day. It was multiple choices going on that got him off to where he was. Progression of wrong decisions, being unaware over a period of time. If we did not get examined, if we do not examine ourselves, how would we know how we measure up? We have to examine ourselves and know how we measure up. And that's looking in God's word and asking for his help to show us. And as I mentioned before, I'm a quality assurance manager where I work. It's for a company uh, in the steel industry. And every day I have to be aware of quality issues that come up. If I was to just ignore these issues, it wouldn't be long before there would be some pretty serious issues happening that would impact the quality of our products that we send to our customers. And it'd be like a domino effect. If I was sending stuff out the door that's bad, we've had incidences where the customer gets upset and they want to send the material back. And if that continued, we would lose money with all the reworks we're having to do to fix the problem. Of course, the customers are upset. <clears throat> and if the uh, problems continued beyond that, um, we could possibly lose a customer if we didn't pay attention to what we're doing to make sure that we're taking care of them and if we lose customers, well, then we're losing, um, we're losing profits. And so we start losing profits, then there's a potential of me losing my job and then my fellow employees as well. So there's a lot that plays in the stake of making sure you're making right decisions and going through what you're doing daily to make sure that you're uh, following what you're supposed to be doing. So within this job, God has shown me how important it is to pay attention in the examination process, because daily I have to be examining what my inspectors are doing, uh, what my coworkers are doing. We have to be diligent every day in this aspect. And I have to make sure they're properly trained. If I don't do my due diligence in properly training my inspectors, they don't know how to check the stuff. They could send something out the door and it's not their fault if I didn't instruct them how to do it, if they didn't have prior training before they came to where I'm at. So I have to make sure I'm diligent about training them and mentoring and helping them. And the same with our operators as well. I've got to really make sure they're following the process. Because otherwise the problems are just going to continue. And unfortunately, you know, I've had some inspectors that I've shown their mistakes to them, but they didn't take heed. And I tried to show them, I tried to be patient with them, but it came to a point where I had to let them go because they just weren't following the process and for the good of the company, I had to um, 
fire them. I had to turn them loose. And I hate when that happens, but that's, that's part of how it is as well. You gotta, everybody needs to make sure they're on the same page and doing the same thing, working together and helping. You have a, somebody that's not following the process, ultimately it's harming the rest of the people that are trying to. So I just found out a few days ago um, that I'm going to be audited by one of our customers coming up on March 30th. And I'm never a fan of having audits, but uh, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, I feel like this is God's way of showing me just how important it is to do self-examination because like I was talking about within my company I have, where I work, I have to make sure that I'm following this process of examining, making sure the product's getting out the door also. So I am forced over the next week to go through our processes to make sure that I'm doing what I say our company is supposed to be doing. And the auditor thankfully sent me an agenda of the audit. Uh, so what we'll be going through and the areas we'll be examining. And I need to go through and see where I can improve and try to fix whatever gaps there is before this audit. Having someone from the outside looking at our process is a great way to see where I'm falling short and where we need improvement. So it's good to have somebody from the outside looking as well, helping me to see where the shortcomings are and what I need to be examining and working on. And I'm already seeing areas where I fall short that need to be addressed and improved upon before this audit takes place. So I just, I love the, that God matches the physical with the spiritual, that I'm able to see both of what I need to be doing to work with this. And I have conducted, let's see, let's see I'll go ahead and have the So I'm glad that they're showing me this as well within this audit, because two of the things within this audit that I'm supposed to be looking at is making sure I'm doing internal audits and external audits. Well, that's something I haven't really been focusing on, so it's good that it's pushing me out of my comfort zone to make sure that I start going to audit other companies to make sure what they're doing for us is correct, and that I'm actually out there on the floor doing audits with my people, making sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing as well. So I have to be intentional. Um, I can't put this off. I have to make sure I'm working on it every day because I only have a little over a week to be ready. And in this positioning, I'm learning how important it is to not lose my focus. It's easy to get distracted for the lesser important things. I need to be focusing on what's important. Make priorities of what needs to be addressed first. And the things that are less important can be addressed later. I know this because it's been revealed to me in previous audits that I've been through as well, that you've got to make sure you're ready for these things. So God does not expect perfection from us. He expects us to just acknowledge the fact that we need him and know that he is the one that transforms us and is creating a work within us. It's not about trying harder on our own. Because if we keep trying harder on our own, we're, we're going to continue to fail and fall flat on our face and get discouraged. If we try to do it on our own, that's definitely what's going to happen. So please turn with me to 1 Corinthians 1, verses 20 through 27. And this is breaking into the thought in the scripture. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish 
the wisdom of this world. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolishness. But to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. So God has called the weak of the world. God has called us with a plan and a purpose. We just need to know that God's working through us and allow him to do so. We need to step aside and let God work through us. The whole point of examining ourselves is to stop and take intentional time to see who we really are and acknowledge the fact that we are weak. We're weak. We're in the flesh. But with God's Holy Spirit and with him, we, we can do it. We just need to know we need God. God is the one that does it through us. And no matter what we do, we will still fall short. But we give everything over to God, knowing that Jesus paid the ultimate price, dying for us, that our sins could be forgiven. We examine ourselves and take the Passover as that recommitment to acknowledge we are still struggling and striving Christians, wanting and needing God's help. When we recognize we are weak, needing him, we are actually strong. We're actually strong when we recognize that we are weak, that we need him. It's not what we do, but it's what he does through us.